You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters. I'm your co-host, Bobby Lind. And I'm Kimberly Whitecamp. In each episode, we break down the mysteries of copywriting and marketing. You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of social proof. Now, Bobby and I, we really like to chat about all kinds of topics, everything under the sun you can think about, and basically anything we talk about can be related back to marketing. So, Bobby, I got a question for you. What is your favorite book? Oh, that's a really interesting one, because I don't actually read for pleasure. I read for information. So all of my books are their um their business books or their you know improvement books or that's you know a topic that I want to learn something about. So it's a really interesting one for me. Like right now I've got uh Great Leads by Michael Masterson and John Ford sitting on my desk, which has actually been a really amazing book for me to uh to get into because it it really breaks down some of the copywriting stuff that I've been working on pretty heavily with one of my clients and different ways that I can go about trying to capture the audience's attention. And so for me right now, a current favorite is, is that one. Wow. What about you? Unlike Bobby, uh, I love to read for pleasure, but I also like to read for information. I start my day every morning with reading for 20 minutes out of a business book uh, of whatever one I'm on currently. Uh, But my, one of my favorite books, right? I I read so much that I I don't want to offend any of my books by saying I have a favorite, but one of my favorite (laughs) books is The Martian. And I'll tell you why, because for one thing, it's such a good read that even though it's one of the longest books I've ever read, I almost can't walk away when reading it. Like I know what's going to happen next, but it's so well structured that I just want to keep going, right? I want to know what's going to go next. I want to know what's happening next. And the other part of it that I really like is that it blends science with storytelling so well. And that's one of the things that uh, I need to do a lot when writing for my clients, because a lot of them, they're technology or software companies, and they've got some really technical stuff. But the way that they're going to draw people in is to paint that story, is to tell that story. So with the framework of The Martian, it's almost like reading a great sales letter that you just can't put down, you know? You have to keep going. And the way the structures uh, of of the chapters are is that, Everything is a cliffhanger, even if it's not a true cliffhanger. Everything makes you want to go and read the next episode, right? I I can't stop. I want to keep going. It's so interesting. Uh, It's such a a realistic version of what could possibly happen that it's, it's just really hard for me to put down. So The Martian is one of my favorite books because of its blending of storytelling, story structure, and science to create like a must read. Awesome. You've almost sold me on the book. Maybe I have to start picking something up for pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the really fun thing about it is that it, it wasn't done in a traditional method. So the, the author actually challenged himself, right? He, he started every morning saying, all right, what would happen if X happened on Mars? And then he created a chapter for it. And he was posting it on a blog. And he did it for a couple of years and he had a ton of followers. And the same day he got a book deal, he got the movie rights deal. Awesome. Awesome. So if that isn't proof that you have a good idea that people want to read more about, I don't know what is because, I mean, getting getting offered billions of dollars to both create a published book of something that already exists on the Internet and to sell the rights to the movie, that's that's really powerful social proof that this is a topic people are really interested in. 
Well, and and social proof kind of comes everybody does social proof all day every day, right? When you walk around wearing the clothes that you're wearing, you know, the your hairstyle, your, you know, just how you communicate and talk to your friends and your family, it's all it, it all becomes social proof. That's the way things were done, you know, before the age of the internet is your social proof was the people that are in your close circle. They would say, you know, you'd go, you know, hey, I'm looking for a doctor. Do you know, you know, which doctor in town would you use? Right. And then, you know, all your friends and family would have an opinion and they'd be like, oh, I like this doctor or this doctor. I want to go here. Or if you are suffering from this, you should go see this doctor. Right. Social proof has changed, though in today's day and age where, you know, you and I can be having a conversation about books. And I do this with my sister all the time. I love to, to name drop books because she will go pick it up and read it. Just whether it's an information book, like I like to read, or even if I found one that, you know, is a series book, or it's more of a pleasure type of read. If I name drop a book to my sister, she will go get the book. It's, it's a beautiful thing, right? But that's social proof in, you know, in its essence. And in the internet, it's done very differently these days. It is done very differently, but it still kind of comes from the basis of social proof in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you mentioned doctors, right? Uh People don't want to just choose a doctor from the phone book. They want to have that recommendation. But if you're new to a city and you don't know anyone, well, you're still looking for a doctor. But now online, you can go and be like, oh, I saw this doctor was covered by my insurance and they've got Yelp reviews or they've got, you know, the medical equivalent of Yelp reviews or the practice shows up with two and a half stars on Google or whatever it is. You know, you can still we we believe the opinions of strangers over sometimes people's own marketing because we want to see like what do people what do real life people think not oh what do the reviews say what do the critics say and it's the same type of thing like you know for a new movie for example rotten tomatoes is one thing but if you talk to all of your friends and all of your friends say oh that movie was amazing you have to go see it you're more likely to go see it even if it's got like a 22 rating on rotten tomatoes right oh my god speaking speaking of uh movie reviews and critics the most recent movie that the critics loved all of the reviews loved and I absolutely hated right in fact both my husband and I were just like what in the world did we just watch everybody raved about it was uh Mad Max Fury Road we just sat there and went oh my god I can't why is this even remotely popular I mean like (laughs) even a little bit popular but you know we seem to be in the minority there where you know but we did we the first thing he did was he always likes to go watch the reviews and in today's day and age reviews equals social proof I mean, it is one, it is the most effective type of social proof that's out there. It is. And uh, another thing people are sometimes reluctant to do, and I don't understand why, is they're like, well, I don't want to to put that in because I want to control the message that I put out there. You know, you'll see businesses say that all the time. Well, I still need to, you know, my marketing can only say this. And it's like, you know how powerful it is to say this particular business person loved what you did? Like right there, you went up 10 steps in their mind, especially if it's somebody else in their industry. They're like, oh, my gosh, my competitor's using you. I've got to jump on this bandwagon and use you because clearly you've done some great things. And it's such a it is so powerful. And it's really interesting, actually. Uh, You'll see a lot of reviews now that are screenshotted. Right. Yep. People are taking it that one step further. It's not enough for you to just write the copy of a review and put it in a sales letter. 
a lot of people now are like taking screenshots of, you know, Facebook reviews or they're taking screenshots Uh of the review somebody filled out. Well, as a as a somebody who's been in marketing for uh, nearly six years now, um, it's I don't necessarily trust a review that is written on somebody else's web on somebody's website. Even if there's a spot where I can submit my own review for the product on their website, I don't necessarily believe 100% the ones that are there. Why? They're all five-star reviews, you know? Uh, yeah. Or there's one four-star review, right? There are very few products on the world, in the world today, very few, that true reviews, true social proof has nothing negative to say about it. Now, it can be overwhelmingly positive, but there is always one person, there's always one person who's all, and they're always vocal, that (laughs) whatever this, whatever this product is, sucks. And so they'll give it a one-star review, or they'll do the review that says, oh, I wish I could give this like a negative one-star review, right? You know, and I actually look for that in any product that I buy, especially if it's a new product that I don't know the, the company, right? Because that's what makes the reviews feel real is you you know I go looking for what do people not like about this and it's okay if it's oh the price was so expensive right one of my favorite uh one of my favorite negative reviews to see is that somebody thought that the price on whatever I'm looking to buy was too expensive because (laughs) that in and of itself if the only thing you can say about a product is you know it's a little bit more expensive than I wanted to pay if that's the only negative review you have about it that's actually a pretty decent product Right. And it also shows that, look, maybe somebody didn't want to pay that much, but they did pay that much and they have nothing else negative to say about it. Exactly. So it's it's really giving you that proof that, oh, Mm -hmm. that's the negative is maybe the price is a negative, but clearly it's not too much of a negative because somebody went out and bought it. And that's a that's something else. uh, I like that you brought up the negative reviews, because a lot of companies, they're like, how can I suppress negative reviews? I know somebody. That's like what they do, right? They help companies bury the bad reviews so that your Google results are all positive. And it's like you need that balance because people know you're not going to please everyone 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. It's just not possible. But Mm -hmm. also you kind of want to know, well, okay, that's a negative for them, but it's not necessarily a negative for me. So – as you say, right, somebody said maybe it's too expensive, but that, that's not necessarily a negative in your mind. Or maybe somebody else is like, oh, well, it didn't work fast enough for whatever you're buying. You know, this product, it took three days to go into effect. And you're like, well, I'm fine with three days. That's okay. Uh-huh. I don't need it to go into effect in one day. Or maybe I don't want it to start working in one day. I want it to start a little slower. Uh, you know, for example, like if you're talking about data, right? oh, I, I want to know the stats right away. I'm like, well, I'd rather actually have a week's worth of data so I can compare and contrast and look about when the peaks were yeah, and when the dips were. You know, I want that seven days. One mm-hmm. day's not enough. I need more. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite reviews to uh, go read are supplement reviews. Mm. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of where I cut my teeth in marketing was in, in supplements. And man, the reviews were always really fun to read because, you know, you can get a, you can get a skin supplement, something that's designed to, you know, be ingestible, not a topical, you know, something that's designed to be ingestible to help you improve the quality of your hair, skin and nails. And you'll get people that are like, oh man, I tried it for three days and didn't see anything. Duh. 
<laughs> that type of stuff, right? And specifically when it comes to supplements, it doesn't matter across the board. There are very few supplements that you ingest and will get immediate results with because your body has to break it down. Your body has to then take it and, and put it throughout your body. And, you know, you need to build on what you're already, what you're already doing. I mean, if your body's so weirdly, um, chemically mixed that supplementation is what you need. And I actually truly believe everybody needs some level of supplementation because our food is not what it used to be. Right. Um, you know, when you need to add that supplementation, it takes a while to reconfigure the supplements that you already have, you know, the nutrition in your body, and then you build on that. So, oh man, I want to grow my hair. So I'm going to go get a biotin supplement. And within two weeks, only my bangs grew, not the rest of my hair. I'm sorry, you have no idea how hair grows. And that's not really a negative review. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. And it's very interesting because it, it does depend on what industry you're working in. Like mm -hmm. in the software industry, one of the biggest things is speed right? Uh, especially with all of the new things that are happening with cloud computing, with cloud storage, with uptime, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the big thing is, how fast can I implement? And that's a huge selling point for people is you can start using this within a day. That's usually like something people are working with. Or, mm -hmm. you know, if the last software product you bought to do the same thing took a month to implement, and this is only going to take a week, that's a huge leap forward for you. Mm -hmm. And people may not believe that, oh, it's going to be usable in a day, but they will believe it's going to be usable within a week. So that's, that's kind of like the contrast, right, is how fast can I get to using it? How long does it take to learn how to use the software interface? Uh, yes. um, you know, one of my clients, that's their big deal, right? They'll say in the materials, look, it's going to take you a couple weeks to set this up. But once it's set up, you never have to touch it again. And mm -hmm. that is a huge draw for what they do is, yes, you do need to put in the time, but guess what? You already put in the time doing this exact same thing. We're just going to make it repeatable and scalable so you don't have to do it every time. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, so social proof is a big one. And because of the proliferation of the internet, it's not just friends and families that one reviewer can affect, right? This is where influencers come into play. This is where, uh, you know, social, social influencers, this is where, you know, product endorsements come into play. That's all an element of social proof. It's where testimonials come in, right? It's That's all so powerful. It's all social proof. And, you know, in, in, I'm sure that we'll go deep dive into testimonials and how to get those to be very powerful in, in another episode, but it's all about, um, it's all about building that social proof. How can you as a company help position your product and services in the best light and do it in such a way that it's not you as the company being the only one saying, I'm awesome, look at me, use me as your product or service for whatever it is that we're doing. Um, and so, yeah, that's really where social proof and how social proof in today's world has changed the way that buying habits happen. Another big way they've changed is referrers, right? Referrals, referral mm -hmm. programs. You know, if you're mm -hmm. willing to send this to your friends and family, that's hugely powerful. And that's another way that you can kind of get in front of a huge audience with those 1000 true fans that a lot of people talk about online mm -hmm. is, you know, you offer to put them into a referral problem. You're like, you know, if you like this, 
let your friends and family know, here's a single link, right? So that single link, you can go ahead and share that. And, you know, people say why they should click because people are very aware now that if you share a link like that, somebody's going to get a kickback. But if what you have to say above that link, you know, oh my gosh, I've been looking for a software that does this for I don't know how long and I was able to put it into effect like yesterday and I've already started to see a change. You know, it's already easier for me to do X, Y, Z. Then that's really powerful. Um, And that's also kind of a more direct way to harness social proof is to not only get people to say, oh, I want to relieve a review. I really love what you say or, you know, on LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. That's one way to to believe what people are saying is you, you link it from LinkedIn because obviously the LinkedIn, they have to leave it themselves. Mm-hmm. But that's another way, right, is they can share it to groups. They can share it on social media. They can tell their friends and family. And you then are, are being able to say you don't need to be an influencer per se, although influencers are very, very powerful, mm-hmm. definitely. But it's a way of saying, look. I I wasn't sure about this. You know, I've never really looked for this type of thing before, but my gosh, it did exactly what it said. And I, you know, as a freelancer, as an entrepreneur, as a copywriter, I think my fellow copywriters, entrepreneurs, freelancers could benefit from this too. Here's a link. Oh, yes. Referral programs and affiliate programs, um, topics that are near and dear to my heart. <laughs> for sure. Near and dear to your heart. But they, that yeah. is a topic. For a for whole nother day. Podcast. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> So uh, any closing thoughts on social proof and, and how to gather it or, or what you need to look for in the social proof that you want to share? Oh, yeah. You start to get into some of the, like, so Yelp will tell you that you can't solicit for reviews. Um, and if they think that you're soliciting for reviews, they'll actually shut them down. So be very careful about um, soliciting for them. But if you don't ask people for a, a honest review on your products and services, you may or may not get them like you're like you're expecting. And as we've kind of we've kind of we've definitely scratched the surface of it here. There's a lot more to get into with social proof, but people look for it. So if you don't have it, even if it is just one to two people, if you're first getting started, right? It's only one to two people that say, "Hey, I've used this product, I've used this service, and I like it, and here's why I like it." Um, that it it can exponentially increase the value of your business and the amount of business that you get by adding social proof. So make sure that you have it. And if you don't go out and get it. Absolutely. And uh, just to add on to that a little bit, you know, if you don't have it, it's okay to ask friends and family to give you feedback first. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. if, if it is a very brand new product, it's fine to say, look, I need social proof. Would you mind testing this and letting me know what you think? You Mm -hmm. know, um, but you have to have it. It's not, it's not an optional thing anymore. If anyone sees a product page or a service page uh, singing its praises and about how awesome it is, but there's not a lick of social proof on it, you are not going to get anyone to say, oh, I want to try that. I, I don't know that I would go so far as to say you won't get anyone, but you certainly won't get the number of people that, that, that you're looking for. Definitely <laughs> not the number of people that you want to look for. So that wraps up this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And if you have any comments that you want to let us know about or any topics you want us to talk about, go ahead and check us out at chattingwithcopywriters.com. And don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. See you in the next episode.